Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator Podcast. My name is Ines Padar, and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low-stress and high-income business. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Imposter Syndrome Terminator Podcast. This episode is going to be all about fear, conquering fear, to find true freedom. Because if there is one thing that we all have in common, all human beings on this planet, no exception, it is experiencing fear in some form or another, in some area or, or, of our life or another. Now, here are the topics that we're going to cover in this shorter episode. I'm going to do a few shorter episodes uh, here and there as they are sometimes more digestible and maybe it is what you need to just kind of get a loving, gentle kick in the butt that you might need in order to get back on tracks if part of your mind has, has been hijacking your motivation, excitement, and natural ability to manifest whatever the fuck you want. First of all, we're going to talk about one of the biggest misconceptions when, it's com when it comes to fear. We are going to talk about the reticular activating system and its relationship with fear, as well as what is truly behind the fear that gives it all of that energy. Because once we know that, we can actually go into the fourth topic, which is how to shift our energy from fear to excitement or peace of mind, which is true freedom. So let's jump right into it. The biggest misconception um, that many people, including me for a long time, or that we kind of know is not true, but we do it anyways, biggest misconceptions is that fear will go away with time, right? So that if we are very anxious or nervous or worried about something, if we can wait long enough and maybe do a bit of healing on the side or do this or do that, the fear will actually dissipate or go away. Now, unfortunately, um, this is usually not true. Now, of course, there are always exceptions, right? If I have a phobia of spiders and I do EFT on that phobia, it is very likely going to work, which is amazing. But there are many other scenarios where despite our best efforts doing inner work, journaling, affirmations, um, and all of the like, we still feel like the fear is not going anywhere. Why is that? It's because while we are afraid of something, it usually it has to do with a goal that matters to us, right? So we are afraid of launching or we are afraid of making ourselves visible or going online or we are afraid of asking for that promotion with our boss or we are afraid of telling that codependent family member that we no longer want to lend them money, etc., etc. Almost lost my train of thought here, but while we are afraid of something, the fear be below the surface, in the depths of our mind and the different parts of our brain, including the amygdala, which is responsible for making us survive, etc., is going to marinate and actually become bigger and bigger and bigger. Because the human brain is wired to anticipate the worst case scenario. That is how we 
we're able to survive as a species for so long is because if we could plan and anticipate a potential danger, then our odds of survival would be higher, right? So that is a reason why we are here today. Unfortunately, this is no longer a very helpful mechanism because the odds that we get attacked by a lion that jumps from, you know, behind a building are extremely low nowadays. However, our mind will keep looking as a problem-solving machine, our brain is a problem-solving machine, will keep kind of looking out for danger or trying to solve a problem that upset us or triggered a lot of negative or upsetting emotions in the past so it doesn't happen again next time. So, example cliche example but very useful we fall off a horse what do they say always get back on the horse straight away or as soon as possible because if you don't the likelihood that you can get back on the horse are going to get slimmer and slimmer because of the fear why is that it's because while that traumatic event happened where we fell off and where potentially our survival was at risk for a moment and maybe we did injure ourselves, or maybe not, our brain is going to latch on all of the information, including, you know, the temperature of the air, what happened when we fell, the scenery, smell, sensations, etc., and is going to go into this problem-solving loop of what happened, what did I did wrong, what did I not anticipate, what, what did I not see, etc., etc., so it doesn't happen in the future. But sometimes there is no rational or like cognitively pleasing solution to that problem maybe the horse got startled by something that we didn't see maybe we made a mistake unbeknownst to ourselves right it doesn't really matter but our brain is going to kind of ruminate and go into this loop of trying to find what went wrong so it doesn't happen in the future and even if we're not consciously aware that that is going on because we are just avoiding horses or not riding horses anymore the fear itself or the mechanism might not be triggered while we are not around horses but it doesn't mean that in some compartment of our mind, that processing is not happening, right? Same goes with a launch. Many people fear launches, many entrepreneurs, rightfully so, because it's not just a launch in our mind. If my launch is successful, and if I can enroll many students or clients in one of my programs, it means that that is going to generate an amount of income in my business, and that income is going to be able to make me feel safe or fulfilled or to manifest that dream car or send my kids to college or travel in business class to the Caribbeans, whatever that might be, is going to be me fulfilling my ultimate goal, dream life and manifestation. So when a launch doesn't go as planned, it's not just, oh, I didn't have 10 or 20 people who enrolled. Part of our mind is kind of seeing part of that dream or vision crumbling in the background and that is why it creates so much fear it touches us touches us at a deep level at the core level to our sense of validation security love safety nurturing reassurance etc 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 so fear doesn't dissipate it incubates while we are avoiding that one thing that makes us fearful instead of getting better and instead of the feel the fear dissipating it just gets worse. And we don't realize this because because of the fear, we are not doing that one thing that is making us afraid. And because we are not doing it and because we are not actively in the moment of kind of, you know, 
that fear being potentially triggered, we don't realize how big the fear is. And another example I can give you, many people can relate to this, I'm sure, is that either now or maybe when you were younger, depending on whether or not you found Mr. Mrs. or Mr. Right, maybe you were in a relationship and that person ended up breaking up with you, right? And the abandonment from that and all of the raw feelings that we feel when that happens are horrendous. We feel that we are dysfunctional, that something was wrong with us. It can really put us down on our knees. Now, while there are several ways people cope with that. Some people kind of jump into a new relationship so they don't have to, to process the raw emotions. And others, like myself, tend to avoid relationships for a long time in order to give myself time to heal, right? And many, many people do this. And while we feel that avoiding is a good thing because we're just taking time to heal, which is good and true, what we are not realizing is that the longer we spent away from new relationships and meeting new people, the worst the fear gets inside of us. And some people don't date for 5, 10, 20 years because they say that they don't feel ready. And during that time, the fear just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Now in business, how does this show up? We flopped a launch or we pitched uh, our one-on-one program on a live stream or we sent an email talking about our offer and got crickets or tumbleweeds or didn't hit a goal. And now we are afraid. So what do we do? We wait. We procrastinate. We think that maybe the time is not right. We hire a coach. We change our marketing. Maybe we do this. We do that. We work on our website. We do a branding photo shoot, kind of waiting for the time that we feel better or less fearful But the time never comes. It actually gets worse, which triggers a never-ending cycle of procrastination that can go on for months. And to add insult to injury, we usually damage our self-confidence and self-esteem because deep down we know that we should be taking action, but we are not because we are afraid, right? Or we know that we could be doing more EFT or doing more affirmations or doing more of this or that that could help us but we are not doing it, where we are not doing as much as we think we should be doing. And all of that is going to damage our self-esteem and self-confidence because in addition to the legitimate fear that we are experiencing, we are kind of beating ourselves up for not really doing anything about it or not doing as much about it as we know that we could do in an ideal world. To add insult to an injury a second time, we have this thing called the reticular activating system, or RAS, the RAS, in our mind, which is a very sophisticated and useful mechanism that is going to make us see or perceive information or information or events or basically whatever that is going to confirm an existing belief or going to confirm something that is a threat to our survival or that is important to us right now. So let's take the relationship example again. We just broke up with our ex and he had a blue, I don't know, a blue Ford. Now we start seeing blue Fords everywhere and our heart skips a beat each time we see one. Or we have this specific... A handbag on a vision board and now we start seeing the handbag everywhere or we have a limiting belief that no one cares about our offers 
anyways because last launch didn't go as planned and now what do we start noticing our email don't emails don't get the open rate that they used to get or a post doesn't get the engagement that it used to get in the past or we pitch uh, an offer at the end of a live and usually some people will would send us a dm asking more about it and now they don't anymore why does this happen First of all, because our mind or our brain is hypersensitive to all of the information that might confirm the fear that we have, as it used to be a sophisticated survival mechanism, and also what we fear the most we tend to attract, because that's a very high, high as in um, not high level vibe, but it's a high emotional intensity that we are experiencing, if that even makes sense. I don't think that that sentence was grammatically correct. But whatever emotion we feel at a high intensity is a vibration that we are putting out there in the universe. And the universe, you know, always sends us what is coherent with our vibration, usually, uh, or a vibration we've been sustaining for some time. So if I am deadly afraid that no one cares about my offers and no one wants to buy my program and that no one cares anyway because last launched, you know, last launch didn't go as planned, now I'm kind of starting to manifest people who make snide comments on my sales page or I manifest lower open rates on my emails even though it doesn't really make any sense or lower downloads on your podcast or whatever that might be because hello manifestation but not done the way we want. Now one useful thing to understand why that even happens in the first place and also to take some of the guilt or shame away because sometimes we feel stupid for feeling afraid and we just tell ourselves just do it, just take action, it's going to be fine and we don't do it. What is actually behind the fear? And I invite you to maybe journal on on this, pause this episode right now and write down the question. What is the worst thing that would happen if my fear actually turns out to be true. So if I have a fear that I can't get the amount of clients I want in my business, as this is a very common fear, or that I can't sustain it, I can get it maybe for one or two months, but I can't sustain it, then what is what would happen? Okay, well, so what? So what? I don't get the clients that I want. Well, this answer to the so what is that I don't make the income I want. Okay, so what? What is the fear behind that of not making the amount of money I want a month? Well, then it means that I can't consistently provide for myself. So what? Then it means that I will just have to relive kind of a life on the back burner, having to say goodbye to some of my hopes and dreams that I had for myself, for my vision for the future or for my kids. That's the real fear that we have, that our manifestation is not going to come into fruition or that other people a few of the chosen ones can have a successful business, but I can't. Or that when my aunt or my mom or my dad said, you'll never amount to anything, well, maybe they were right. Or all of those hopes and dreams I had to have a better life than my family had or to break generational patterns that no longer serve any of us, well, maybe I just don't have what it takes to make that happen. Maybe I don't have what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur and generate income in my business and I have to go back to that 9 to 5 I fucking hated. That is the real fear. And if that's the real fear, 
Of course that you're going to procrastinate on whatever it is you wish to be doing. Because if in our mind, flopping a launch or not getting clients means that we have to say goodbye to your biggest dreams, well, of course that we are not going to do the launch because it would mean that we would put ourselves at risk of confirming the one thing that would bring us the most pain in the world, which is not having what we really want. So I want you to stop. I wish for you, I don't want to, you can do whatever (laughs) the hell you want, but I wish and hope that you can remove some of the blame and beating yourself up for not taking the action that you want to be taking when you realize that in your mind there is this huge either or black or white picture that if you take the risk of launching or pitching your program and it doesn't go as planned, then it means that you will never amount to anything. Well, the natural and normal reaction to that is not to launch or not to pitch your program to avoid the undesirable outcome. And that is very legitimate. It's normal. It's a very normal um, and healthy reaction because we will always do what we feel is going to cause the less physical or emotional harm to us. It's only a normal human reaction. So please don't beat yourself up or shame yourself for not taking the action you want to be taking because in your mind, the consequences, the possible consequences of taking action are so emotionally upsetting or intense that as a normal part of preserving your mental and physical health, part of your mind is going to say, no, we're not going to do that. It's just too painful. So it's very normal. Now that we know that, what can we actually do about it? How can we shift our energy from fear to excitement, or at least from fear to, okay, I can do this. This is a bit scary. This is a bit intimidating. This is a bit out of my comfort zone, but I'm willing to um, to do it. One of the things you can do right now is Think of one thing that comes either easily to you or a hobby or a sport where you don't really have any expectations. So for me, that this would be surfing. I love surfing. I love to be in the water. Uh, it's a very, you know, joyful activity for me, even though sometimes we go out there and the waves are, you know, too big or too hard and we paddle for the waves for two hours and don't catch any fucking waves, I'm still happy when I come out of the water. I I do have a few minutes of frustration, but there is this common saying in surf, a successful surfer is a happy surfer. (laughs) So if you come out of the water being frustrated because you didn't catch any waves, you're not a successful happy surfer. So that's what I keep in mind, right? And I just, you know, assume that as I keep practicing and as I keep getting repetition, um, each time I go in the water, I learn a bit more and eventually I will make progress. And if I have a horrendous day in the water, it doesn't mean anything. It just means it was a bad day and we'll come back tomorrow. That what, that's what it means. So take something in your life where you have a similar relationship to it as me with surfing. Maybe it could be going for a walk, right? You don't have any specific expectations when you go for a walk. Or maybe it's playing with your cat. You don't have an expectation of your cat doing a backflip when you, you know, 
play with it or that you would be a bad cat owner if your cat doesn't do some specific thing when you play with it whatever that might be and tune into the energy that you have with that activity and it's probably very likely that the energy is very neutral and there is no resistance and that's probably why you've been successful at that activity or enjoying the activity so again I've been making progress with my surfing and actually enjoying the process a lot my final destination what I aspire to be is to be able to do airs right to jump with the board in the air or get barreled or do all of these sophisticated things which hopefully will happen sooner than later but I'm not beating myself up throughout the process of learning and saying, oh my god, I should be doing this faster, or if I missed a wave, it means I'm a complete failure, and I'll never be able to surf, and and this is over for me, and other people have something that I don't have. No, it doesn't even cross my mind. Meaning, I make good progress at surfing, because there is no resistance, and there is no negative meaning associated with having a bad day at surfing. So find whatever that is in your life, and each time you do something in your business or your mind starts to get upset about, oh my God, no one opened my email. That means that blah, blah, blah. You stop yourself immediately and tune into the energy of that activity. So would I ever say, oh my God, I missed a wave. It means that I can never surf. I will never be a good surfer in my entire life and everybody around me is so much more talented than me and something is wrong with my surfing style no I just missed it and I'll do it again end of the story so when you can approach any fearful thing in your business with that energy it's already going to be a life changer second thing that I highly recommend you to do and that will probably be more efficient at least in the beginning when the fear is still pretty acute when it's still pretty raw or when it's triggering emotions at a high intensity is accepting and this is a hard pill to swallow bear with me it's a hard pill to swallow I will uh, accept that if you argue with me and it has certainly taken a few weeks for me to accept it but I actually had a breakthrough today and that's why I'm recording this episode today accepting that what you want might not happen and Tuning into your inner child's needs as you think of that. So I'm going to explain this process a bit more eloquently. So my dream business or my dream vision is for my business to generate enough income that I can do whatever the fuck I want. So I'm not necessarily, I'm not really interested in material things. I don't really want to have a, you know, Hermes Kelly bag collection I'm not really interested in stuff in general. I do like a nice piece of jewelry here and there. I do want to have a nice car. And what matters to me is having my dream home that I can, you know, spend as much as I want on to make it at my taste. And if that takes, you know, hiring an interior designer, so be it. I want it to be with lots of plants. I want a pool, maybe a secondary residence in Costa Rica where I can surf or at least the financial freedom to book a flight whenever I want and book myself a very nice Airbnb wherever I want so I can go surf or do whatever you know I want to do in the future that's pretty much my vision of my future having enough financial freedom 
to travel as much as I want, that if my kids, you know, want some sort of, my future kids, if I have kids, want some sort of specific education that cost amount X that they can have it, um, that if I want to spend, you know, two weeks in a five-star hotel in the mountains, getting organic spa treatments, so be it. That's the kind of vision I have for my life. Now, what if it doesn't happen? What if it doesn't happen? And that used to be a very distressing thought for me. I It it would trigger abandonment fears or some sort of belief or very raw emotion that I never get to have my needs fulfilled, that other people or other kids, they have something that I don't have, which means that I never get my needs fulfilled. And when I really tune into that emotion, it's an inner child's reaction, right? It's my four or five-year-old self who feels that other people around her have their needs or mets fulfilled, whether that's true or not, it doesn't matter, that's how she feels, while I am left alone, or while people don't understand me the way I wish them to understand me, or while I'm not getting the love or support or sense of safety the way I needed it when I was four or five. That is the raw, raw, raw feeling that kind of comes out of the thought, what if I never have an abundant business? What if I never have that much money? And it's kind of the disappointment of feeling that something is inherently wrong with me or off or that I just can't have what I want. Now, if I can nurture and reparent that four or five-year-old self or inner child, by me taking consistent action every day, simple actions that we'll talk about the workshop, um, the imposter syndrome workshop I'm hosting this week, if I can myself provide sources of affection, validation, love, nurturance, safety to my younger self, to my inner child, and if you can do that consistently on a daily basis, it's insane. Like, I would not have believed you if I had not tried it and read about it and like implemented those exercise exercises. It's insane the difference it makes in your life and how you relate to your goals. So do I want all of the things I mentioned? Absolutely. And I'm going to take consistent action to get them. But what I also know is if I'm terrified that I'm not going to get there, or if I'm terrified that I'm not going to get clients or enrollments during my launches because it would mean that what I want is not available to me, the emotion, the panic, the worry, the anxiety, and the fear is just going to attract more of that to me. So it's a counterproductive mechanism, right? It's something, it's a self fulfilling idiocy. I'm going to attract exactly the thing I fear the most. Whereas if I can let go and accept, what if I never get that and realize that my biggest fear is that I feel inadequate or not good enough or not worthy of getting what I want as a four or five-year-old and I can implement what I'm doing, simple yet powerful exercises to reparent my inner child and actually fulfill those needs without reaching any of those objectives, but with other ways that work way better, it means I get to enjoy the process of this business. It means that there is not the pressure anymore of not reaching a goal meaning something about me. It means I can do 
what I love doing, which is helping people master their subconscious mind so they can master their life without all the fear, anxiety, and worry that kind of fucks up the experience of the entire process, right? We are always paralyzed in fear or anxiety. We don't have peace of mind or wondering if we're doing the right things, if we have the right strategies, why people are not reacting to a social media post. We are not enjoying the process. How can we ever get to the final destination if we don't enjoy the process? How can I ever become a good surfer if each time I go in the water, I get frustrated and fearful and I get anxious that I will not be able to catch a wave? That's hell on earth. That's not freedom. That's not why we create a business in the first place. I'm kind of rambling right now, but I hope you get my point. So do the... Deep, you know, deep and raw exercise of asking yourself, what is my deepest fear? And it's probably going to be that my dream life is not available to me or I I can't, you know, give this or that to my children or my family and start the process of accepting that eventuality because the more we can accept something, the the less likely it is to happen. So if I can accept that... Um, I don't have full control on people enrolling, you know, in my program. And if I'm at peace with that, instead of getting angry and anxious and frustrated, then there is no resistance anymore because I have accepted it. There is no anxious feeling and there is no funky energy released in the universe that brings back to me what I don't want. Uh, Esther Hicks and all of the law of attraction, you know, gurus and people say manifesting is being clear on what we want and not having any resistance to it. It's like ordering pizza at the restaurant or ordering whatever. You open the menu, you choose what you want, you place your order to the waiter and you just wait for it to come. And you don't worry about, my God, what if something happens in the kitchen and my order doesn't arrive? Or what if I wanted that lasagna and they run out of tomato sauce so they can't make my my lasagna? Or maybe the waiter is going to trip on its way to my table and while I see other people eating their delicious lasagna, mine is going to be on the floor. Like, we never ask ourselves those questions. We, we read the menu, choose, ask, wait, receive. That's the ultimate manifestation formula, right? And it's because there is no resistance and no worry. We accept. And when we can accept that maybe what we want is not going to happen, paradoxically, that is when it happens the fastest because we let go of being obsessed over the result and we can actually enjoy the process. Just like you would actually enjoy the process of chatting with your friends or family while waiting for your food. And if kind of tuning into or doing this exercise of accepting that you might not get your dream life is triggering intense emotions, tune into your inner child. Take your journal, take a piece of paper and literally have a dialogue, written dialogue. It doesn't work as well in your mind. So take a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil and write it down and write the conversation between your inner child that you can, she can be called little or he or she can be little and you can be big or she can be like mini or whatever name you want to give her or him, it doesn't matter. And write the dialogue between it or your inner child and yourself asking him or her, 
what she fears the most and what she needs right now. And she's not going to say, I need a private jet or I need a Chanel handbag or I need a Lamborghini. She's going to say, I need to feel good enough. I need to know that everything is going to be okay. I want to feel loved and that I can get everything I want because I'm good enough or I am worthy to get those things. Our inner child doesn't care about the material world. Our inner child is just feelings. And if you can fulfill those needs, that's how you let go of resistance on your goal. And that's how you are the most likely to not only dissipate the fear and reach your goal. Because now you're acting from a place of excitement. You can talk to your inner child and say, listen, we're going to try this launch. I'm going to take action and actually do it for you because I refuse to abandon you by procrastinating and not fulfilling my promises to myself and to you. So we're going to do this launch and guess what? If it doesn't work, we'll do it again and we'll try something else. Just like with your hobby or me with surfing, if I go surfing and it doesn't work, what do I do? I hire a coach, I ask for feedback, I try something else. Maybe the conditions weren't good and I'll go when the conditions are better. End of the story. So this was it for today. I hope that this episode was helpful. Um, And I am hosting, you've probably heard about this, um, or maybe not. I am hosting an Overcoming Imposter Syndrome two-day workshop this week. You can still sign up by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode. And this two-day workshop is all about overcoming imposter syndrome and going to those raw feelings of being afraid that what we want is not available to us, feeling that we're not smart enough, we're not competent enough, feeling like a fraud among the real deal people and most importantly, reprogramming our subconscious mind and letting go of that part of us that is fearful, anxious or that is worrying and that is actually stopping us from doing what we want to be doing and reprogramming it at a subconscious level so it's on our team rather than playing against us. Even though it just wants to help us, it wants our best, but basically rewiring some blueprints and patterns deep in our subconscious mind so our limbic brain and all of the parts of our brain kind of work together to bring us in the direction we want to go without fear or anxiety or feeling not worthy or not good enough or not smart enough interfering with the process so it's going to be amazing it's going to be life-changing you can't imagine the results that people got after a single hypnosis session uh, or an energy work session or a timeline exercise where we went back to the very first time someone felt unworthy of abundance and erased that literally fucking erased it from their energetic field this shit works people it really does So link in the description to sign up. I'm very happy to see some of you there already and I wish you a fantastic day. See you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Now, if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep, I've got a gift for you. The Abundance Hypnosis Recording. It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance in clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs 
and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inaspadar.ch slash abundance recording in one word. And of course, all of this is in the show notes. So see you next time on the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast.